Hi, and welcome back to No Improvement, a sort of funny talk show that explores the vast, untapped potential of TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tia. I'm Flonia. And today we are talking about Ava DuVernay's A Wrinkle in Time, the film that just came out. Of course, um, not the book that is from the 60s. (laughs) We'd be very late with that. Um, I mean, we could have. We we could could have read that. You you did, actually. Oh, yeah. Fact. Well, I <laughs> was trying to find my copy to reread it before the movie came out, but I could not find it until this morning. So I was, like, speed reading it. So I read, like, half of it before the movie and half of it after, which it turns out was a pretty good split because I had a yeah. pretty good idea of what happened in the first half, which it was pretty faithful to, and I had no idea what the fuck was happening in the second half, which it was not. So <laughs> oh, really? Like, it was balance. different? It kind of splits off after a point. There's like a specific point where it's just like everything after that is just like not the same. Okay, also, I guess we should sort of uh, the same. <laughs> I guess we should add that uh, this is going to contain spoilers. Although we will try to move chronologically, so hopefully the stuff at the beginning isn't as spoilery as the end. But yes, if you have not seen the movie yet and plan to, then just be aware. That, that that we will spoil things. Yeah, but also it's a movie for children, so you can assume that no one's gonna like die, probably. Except, no, just kidding. I don't think does anyone die. No. no. <laughs> okay, spoilers. No one dies. <laughs> it's like an anti-spoiler. Yeah, like things are gonna end up okay. This isn't a tragic a tragic movie. It's yeah, a good Although, fun wholesome movie. It is like there are some. Uh, interesting little tone shifts i feel like that was the thing that startled me the most about this movie i mean i guess the book also sort of i don't know it's like whimsical but it's also kind of scary at times Mm. and in the movie that sort of translates i don't totally remember the book so maybe it's the same in the book but in the movie it felt like the first third was just like super fun and whimsical it's just like we're going to a magical world. Um, sh- the main girl's going with this guy who has a crush on her, who she might have a crush on back. Like, it's like, everything's great. And then once they travel to the, like, that super dark planet whose name I can't remember. Camazots. Uh, <laughs> Camazots? Because it's like Camelot, but also with Zs. Okay. Uh, when they go there, <laughs> suddenly everything is... Honestly, kind of scary. <laughs> mm. Like the part where, uh, well, let's just, we'll get there. But yeah. <laughs> it, it was sort of like I expected, because I remembered from reading the book as a like fifth grade child that I thought it was a very scary book. Um, and so the first third of the movie, I was like, how was I ever afraid of anything in this? <laughs> and then the like last bit happens. And I sort of remembered, ah, yes, this is what was so scary about (laughs) this story. Here comes the trauma. Yeah, Here comes Um, the fear. (laughs) So uh, we want to try to go chronologically, I guess, because it's fun. Yeah, as best as possible. The the book chronology and the movie chronology differ, at least in the beginning, because in the first chapter, there's a lot of backstory that's kind of told through narration of like oh yeah I did this yesterday I got in a fight did that but because uh, you need to show it in a movie uh, it, there, it like jumps around a lot before mm-hmm. it settles in like a now we're doing it linear so mm. here we go 
Um, but it opens, at least according to my notes, I did take notes in the theater, so they're kind of weird. <laughs> and I did briefly write over myself. So God help us when Classic. we get to that point. But um, that it opens with a flashback to her and her dad doing science in the mm -hmm. lab, which is like a really well-stocked lab behind their house. Like, how yeah. big is their fucking property? It's, <laughs> it's super legit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was, it was cute. Is Chris Pine with a small child. It's mm -hmm. adorable. And then my immediate second note is just mm -hmm. bullying to pop songs is the best kind of bullying. Oh my god, we're pop songs playing. Like, throughout the entire thing, whenever there was, like, a dramatic moment, like, a pop song starts coming. Playing, That's and I true. Was like, all right, all right, sure. But yeah, the <laughs> first part where she's getting bullied, I don't remember... I only recognized one and it was Sia and I was like, Sia's here, but that's later in the movie. Uh, so. I did, yeah, I recognized that one too, I think. But yeah, everyone else, I'm kind of just like, here is a song to to carry us through this. But yeah, this mm -hmm. is, um, it's the opening montage where she's getting bullied because it's the four years of her father's disappearance. Uh, and everyone basically just assumes he's run away. And yeah, and or like everyone is a huge jerk about it, including yeah, the I know. teachers. <laughs> Yeah, the teachers are just like, yeah, he totally is, like, living in Acapulco. Like, he's having a great time, probably with another woman. Like, And Charles Wallace, who's Meg's younger brother, is, like, right there, and he yells at them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, right. What, what a little child. He is He is wonderful. Um, yeah, Charles Wallace is, is very... I feel like they worked really hard to make him super darling at the beginning yeah. because there's like a huge shift later but <laughs> that, yeah he's also so it was just good to see because I was kind of worried because I didn't remember how old he was and I was like ooh, child actors are kind of hit and miss a lot of the time like yeah he was good yeah every, every he was super well, good him and Meg I really liked uh so <laughs> Calvin didn't have an opportunity to really do much besides <laughs> just is... look longingly at Meg at all times. <laughs> yeah, he is a, a bland piece of bread. But um, so <laughs> not his fault. briefly, <laughs> that is fair. But briefly, <laughs> uh, some differences in this early part, like just backstory on the on all the main characters. So Meg and Charles Wallace are pretty accurate to the book. Meg has two twin brothers who are 10 years old, so they're in between her and Charles Wallace. What? I didn't remember this. And they're, they're well, they're not very important. They're kind of just dicks. <laughs> like, they're, they're the normal Classic ones. Classic twin that brothers. Are, they're the normal ones where everyone's like, see, why can't you be like your brothers? They're not crazy. And uh, they're well-adjusted and everything, Meg. Um, <laughs> and Meg is like, sorry, I'm traumatized by my father's disappearance. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that, and then for Calvin, his backstory, and you get this, because um, he kind of just pops up in the book, like he pops up in the movie, but in the book, they're all just like wandering through the woods, so when they run into each other, there's a bit of like a, what are you doing here? No, what are you doing here? Like, eh, it's first. Like, it, it's more of a, there's more discussion before they immediately are like, I'm going to follow you wherever, which yeah, happens he just, very quick. In the movie, just appears and is like, I felt like I had to be here. And I was like, I recognize that we're trying to move quickly <laughs> through this intro. But very some fast. of the, yeah, some of the parts on the intro were a bit, uh, a bit too much. Like, yeah. I think there was a part where uh, 
when when the, he was doing science with Meg, the dad was doing science with Meg when she was really little. And he just like started giving this like sort of speech on like love and stuff. And they like gave her a thing. And I was like, where is this coming from? It kind of just feels um, sort of out of the blue. But also it's like still the beginning of the movie and you're still getting adjusted. So you're in the stage where you're accepting most of the things that are, that are happening <laughs> just to follow along. But yeah, I thought there were a few moments in the beginning where I wasn't convinced of the reality of what was happening. Um, and the Calvin thing was was one of them. But then yeah. after that, everything is pretty fluid. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Calvin, um, and this is a thing where I can't tell exactly what their motivation was behind it. But basically, the reason why he kind of goes along with them really quickly in the books is because um, he shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm the third of 11 children. Uh, no one <laughs> gives a shit about me at home. And uh. everyone's kind of terrible. So your house is cool. Your mom's cool. So can I just stay here? And you're going to like, ah, okay. okay that makes that's, that's, a lot more sense. That's what's <laughs> happening. And I can't tell if they were like, no one's going to be able to relate to him or uh, like no one has 11 children anymore. Yeah, but that's probably pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of also feels like in the thing, he's described as having very red hair. And I'm like, is this a commentary on Irish Catholics? Like, this feels, <laughs> this feels suspicious. But, um, yeah, they kind of just scrap that. Like, you get to briefly see his dad at one point, and it's just, like, it's very bland. Like, everyone's relatively, like, their house is still super cool. The Murray's house is still super cool. But there's no comparison, really, except for his dad's a dick and yells at him. Yeah. Whereas yeah, in the book, much. he, like, when he meets Meg's mom, he's like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. My mom doesn't have teeth. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, Calvin? <laughs> Whoa. Coming out of nowhere with that one. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but it really, it, it gives you more of, like, an insight to his personality. Like, he is, like, uh, he's a Ron figure to Meg's Harry Potter. That is, that is his role. But also... They like each other, so there's that. Um, She's both uh, Harry and Hermione, but also <laughs> Charles Wallace is kind of Hermione, but also yeah, kind of Harry also. Yeah, because he mm. keeps, um, throughout the movie, like, there's this, a, a theme. He keeps saying, like, I love your hair, or, like, I really like your hair. And in the, the book, the equivalent of that is she takes her glasses off at one point, and he's like, wow, your eyes are so beautiful. Keep your glasses on so no one else can see it. And I was like, I was, I'm always like, mm, mm. But it is Yeah, like, the whole glasses thing is very uh, But given the tone, it's, like, it's not like a no one can see your eyes but me. It's more of like a joke, so it's not, it's not creepy. We're not getting into like weird your mind thing. They're, they're both like yeah. 15. Well, he's 15. She's... I want to say 14, 13. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> he's two grades above her, but I think he skips a couple, so they might be the same age about. They're not that far apart. Um, yeah, in the movie, he doesn't He doesn't really get much of it. Like, what is his role in the movie? I guess, yeah. like, it. he helps in some ways. Like I guess inspires some confidence, Meg, and he's in Meg, and he's also like a third person who can sort of help out with the mission. But for the most part, he just sort of he doesn't seem like particularly clever. Like he doesn't do anything remarkable. Yeah. Well, um, um, so in the movie, when they're grabbing everyone, and we'll get to this point too because it's the next thing that happens really. But mm -hmm. uh, when they meet the misses. Charles Wallace says something like, oh, we need Calvin. He's a good 
negotiator, I think, is the term he hmm. uses. Interesting. And that comes up in the book, but in a part they cut out, so I don't... He's oh. basically useless. Yeah, he like, didn't really do him. anything. Like, there was one part where th- the storm is sort of coming for them, and um, you think, like, I, or at least I thought, like, oh, it's someone's going to think of something clever, and it was Meg, and I was like, cool, Calvin, you have even less to do than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, what do you contribute besides being nice? And being down to travel to different worlds. Like, yeah. that's sort of all he brings, which is a little disappointing, but... Yeah, he's just, like, um, the support. And also, I guess he's there as, like, the dumb person. Like, his role in a lot of this is to be the one who, like, immediately falls for shit. Like, what, as soon as they run into the... It, which is later, we're gonna get into that, but he's immediately won over. Yeah. Come on, Calvin. Bless him. Um... <laughs> But so before we get there, we have all this backstory stuff. And then the plot kind of kicks mm-hmm. in when you meet the first of the misses, Mrs. What's It, which is Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Oh. In, she does uh, the most talking of all three of them. Oh, yeah. A dress that is apparently made from sheets, which is a throwaway gag to the book. Uh, because that's part of the whole first chapter is there's someone stole sheets from a neighbor. And she's like, ah. there's a, a sheet robber about. Um, and then it turns out to be one of the, the misses. But um, basically the misses, it's funny. I was just having this discussion. The misses in the book kind of come off more like hippies. And it was written in the 60s. So that might have been right. what she had in mind. Like they're all wearing lots of layers and they're kind of crazy looking. Uh, and in this one, they're very glam. Like they they have... Very yeah. fancy dresses, a lot of glitter, makeup. Like They Jesus. feel more like witches or fairies or yeah. goddesses. Like those are sort of the three, <laughs> the combination of those three aesthetics. Oh, yeah. My note when Oprah shows up is, and lo and behold, Oprah on high because she is. Huge. She's huge. It's She's great. so huge. But uh, in between that, we do meet Mindy Kaling. Miss it. I, I forget which one. She's Mrs. She's witch. who? She's who? No. Oh, Oprah's yes. witch. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And Mindy <laughs> Kelling is making like a sweet ass quilt and she only speaks in quotes. For this AKA she quote. doesn't speak that often. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was kind of a bummer. She was, And I'm pretty sure the quote she said to Calvin, I, like I just couldn't, after she said it, I was like, I don't, what? <laughs> it was something like, maybe I misheard her, but I could have sworn it was something like, love, of like the love of love is the blossoms on the tree or something. And I was like, this is not really helpful advice. <laughs> like sort of seems like, yeah, bless her. there's one she says special. later where she's like Miranda. And I'm like, who the fuck is Lynn Manuel Miranda? Is that? Oh, I have no idea. I was like, there's so many Mirandas out there. Who the fuck said that specific quote? I thought I it was know. him. And this was just like a fun little thing. Cause he does cool stuff. And they were like, <laughs> shouting him out or something i don't know i assumed i I didn't check um that makes sense uh i wish i could remember what fucking quote it was because i did not write it (laughs) nope i don't i don't remember whatever uh i'll just have faith that it was someone cool um Mm -hmm. so basically charles wallace and this is fun because in the book it basically just happens once like they all meet up and then they're like we're going on an adventure like immediately there's Mm -hmm. no transition here 
but it kind of takes more time to build up to actually getting everyone together and all the misses are there and mm -hmm. all the kids are there and then we travel through dimensions yeah which was the actually effect. a really cool effect yeah yeah it was so cool and like the fact that Meg always traveled poorly through it made like the end when you finally get to see what oh, traveling yeah, through yeah. is supposed to look like. It was so rewarding. Like it was like the most <laughs> beautiful scene in the whole movie. Oh. But yeah, oh, yeah, that was a cool, cool sci-fi yeah, stuff. The, the, see, like the effect they use for transitions when they're traveling through dimensions before the end is basically her just like choking on a scarf. It's just like, like she keeps running into all this like fabric and is just having the worst time. It's all gray. Yeah, uh, I would not have even awful. recognized her if it wasn't for the glasses. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Who is this? This demon in the in the sheets?" And then I was like, "Oh no, it's wearing glasses. It's her." Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty uncomfortable. But they also oh. like say at the beginning something like, "Oh, to travel through time properly, like to the." Uh, you have to like love yourself, basically, and I was like, "Oh, difficult standard like, for for little Meg who is struggling so much." So, but she got there. She got there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. I mean, I also have the note, "Great Oprah in the sky," and I think that's because there's like a shot when they arrive at that first planet where Oprah is just even bigger in the background, and she looks like she's the place where you'd usually draw the sun in like a drawing. <laughs> It was like, there she is, the sun. Uh, yeah, Oprah was quite uh, magnificently huge in this movie for most of it. Just yeah. like god godlike presence. Uh, was that a thing in the book? Was she huge in the books? Eh, not really. They're all kind of, the thing is in the book, they're all kind of interchangeable. Like Mrs. Who mm. does the thing where she um, quotes, although she quotes in the original language first and then she translates, but I was like, I guess they thought oh. that would take too much time. That would have been uh, sick, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, they're all kind of the same. Like, there's not that much different. Like, they do different stuff, but they're not described as being super different. Mm -hmm. So uh, there, there is the thing where Mrs. Watson is said to be the youngest. And she's like, it's such an honor to be chosen. This is great. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, she's sort of the more fun one. Although she's like super mean to Meg for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, that is that was a pretty good running gag. And she's just like very unaware that like Meg is there and can hear her and might take offense to being told that she's useless. Um <laughs> It's like, what about Calvin? He's useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reese Witherspoon, figure this out. Um Foolish. I have a oh. where she mm -hmm. they cause they run into all these like flower beings and yeah. They're like, oh, show them a picture of your father. And I remember I was like, oh, she doesn't have one of those. And then it was her locket. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, like finally that locket that she's always wearing does have a purpose. And here it is coming into play. That was cool. It was also interesting when the flowers were flipping, they looked exactly like the like cootie catcher thing that her parents made her with the heart. Oh. Yeah, like it. they kept changing colors That's... in a way that was like the same oh, colors. I missed that. Good, good catch. Yeah, I thought they were gonna like say something about it, but then they didn't, and I was like, <laughs> well, they "Okay." Colors, so, um, but the, my note is specifically about how when she like opens the locket and she's showing it to them, 
Her finger is like fully covering half of his I face. I know. And I was like, move your finger. I was like, they can't see. <laughs> or you're like, Flowers have you seen see. this man? Like, show the full face. <laughs> full face. Have you seen this man and you're just covering it with your hand? <laughs> no, just Can you tell recognize me this man's him. beautiful eyes? Can you? And, and the flowers are like, oh, yeah, Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> we love yeah, him. Yeah, we know him. He's great. He's so good in oh. Star Trek. <laughs> oh, and then, so this is fun because I had read this. This was like the last thing I read before going into the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Mrs. What's It turns into uh, a centaur with wings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about seeing Riss Witherspoon as a centaur with wings and having a bunch of children climb on her back and fly <laughs> them around. Not sure how I feel about that. And then they avoided that completely by having her transform into a giant cabbage plant lady. Yeah, that was so strange. I mean, it looked really cool, but it felt totally out of the blue. Like, not only did we not know that she could transform in this way, but when she does, it's into, like, the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> she looks like, um, oh, my God, what does she look like? She looks like some fairy from some, like, Disney Channel show or something. Mm, um, her face, the, the, but then the rest of her is a cabbage. The thing in Fantasia 2000 from, like, the Rites of Spring. That is, yeah. uh, that specific one made me cry a lot as a child. So I have very strong memories associated with it. Um but yeah, that was pretty. It's also, I feel like it feels kind of out of nowhere because that kind of goes nowhere. Like she kind of flies them around. They get the first look at it, which I guess is the point of the whole thing. And then mm-hmm. they just go back to immediately where they start, except Calvin falls off. Calvin's useless uh, <laughs> and has to be saved by the flower plants. Um, but yeah, that's it's uh, there is a costume change. There's that. Uh Mm-hmm. There's a lot of constant costume changes, but basically I feel like this is the point in the movie where they're like, get used to this shit because it's nonstop from here on out, <laughs> but we're easing you in. Uh, and, and then- so they do. Oh, I found it. You know what she looks like? The what? Tooth Fairy from Rise of the Guardians. Oh, that's or, a I don't know if it's called Rise of the Guardians, but whatever. Guardian that's a something. Bird person. Okay. She looks exactly <laughs> no. Look it up, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> she looks exactly like the Tooth Fairy from the freaking Guardians movie. I forget what it's called. Rise of the Guardians? Is that the only name? Yeah. Yeah, that's Okay, I called. thought that was the second one for some reason, but <laughs> nah. I think there's only one. I'm gonna try to look up a side-by-side image because I feel so impassioned about this. But she's like a hummingbird. Yeah, but her face looks the same, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just the face. The rest of the body does not. (laughs) Rise of the Guardian is not Disney, but it's that that Disney face. That (laughs) Disney animation face. Yeah. Um, uh, I think what happens... Oh, my God. Sorry. I found a (laughs) side-by-side, and I'm really excited. Okay. (laughs) Nice. I'm glad the the internet uh, was prepared for that. It rewarded me. Okay, let us <laughs> <But> continue. <laughs> so the next thing that happens, they go to visit the happy medium who, briefly, in the book, is a woman and also not dating Reese Witherspoon. Uh, and, and it's also not Zach Galifianakis. Is that who yeah. it was? Yeah. That was yeah. so un- unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen the trailers. They they relied on him pretty heavily in the trailers. So uh, I was like, I, I was prepared. 
Um, You're like, oh, he's in this, huh? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, this could go one of two ways. I'm prepared either way. Uh, It wound up okay. So I I was like, I I will contain myself. Um, the, The whole time they're in that cave, they're like on rocks that are being balanced on other rocks. And it was stressing me out so bad. I was like, yeah, someone is going to fall off these rocks. The kid playing Charles Wallace was like on the most unsturdy rock ever. It was like every time he was in a <laughs> shot, he was like going to fall over. <laughs> it's like, someone help this child. <laughs> it's too hard. Yeah, I Everyone's wasn't really sure. And there kept being like sounds of things falling in the background. And I was like, oh, my God, who's falling? Yeah, it was super, super anxiety inducing for sure. Um, what else happened? There's uh, so they're trying to focus uh on Meg's memories to figure out where her dad is, but she cannot focus, and they're like, we need to show her something. So they give her basically like a summary of what's up, and um, uh, Mrs. Witch thinks. And, like, shows them what the it is doing to the galaxy and how it's taking. And there's, like, a montage of jerks. And they're just like, this person's a jerk. And this person's a jerk. And it's because of the evil. Um, Including, Mm -hmm. I think, like, the big thing you learn from this. Well, there's two. Because, like, you also, you get a flashback to, like, uh, the girl who's been bullying Meg and it's like she has an eating disorder and she doesn't like herself and that makes bullying okay I mean all, like, all right I get cool it cool motive still, still murder <laughs> yeah it's like I get it still not great um, but the, the big thing you get is uh, Calvin's briefly mentioned his dad and here you get to see him and it's basically he looks like a like a traitor like uh wait what <laughs> like a a dude who works in on Wall Street like that's the oh I thought I you were saying traitor like <laughs> Benedict Arnold <laughs> he's a traitor to I was America like, true um, but I don't know <laughs> how you got that vibe no 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 he like looks like he should be yelling at someone about stocks and he's like yelling at him he's like you got an eighty two an eighty two and Calvin's just sitting there like ah oh, this is the pits. Like, and that is Calvin's backstory, and that's all you get. That's, that's all, all you get from him. That's all he has. And, and the part where it. Meg is like, you're perfect, everyone likes you. And he's like, actually, my <laughs> life is hard. And then, like, that's it. <laughs> yep, that's, <sighs> that's his, his whole backstory. Um, Poor Calvin. <laughs> they eventually do manage to focus Meg's uh, concentration they figure out that the reason she has a hard time balancing and also going through the tessering is because she doesn't want to end up being... Wait, was this an earlier conversation? This might have been right before they got into the caves. This is the Oprah pep talk part. Because there's two pep talks back to back. scared to see the truth or something? No, there's so there's two pep talks back to back. The truth one is now. The one that happened before (laughs) this is the Oprah one where she's like, uh, she has a hard time tessering because... She wants to change. She doesn't want to come out the other side the same person, which Aww, makes her journey so very difficult. I know. I'm like, oh, Meg, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Mom. I know. Everything with Meg is like sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, then she has a pep talk with the happy medium where she's like, he says, you aren't doing it because you don't want to. 
you're failing because you want to. And she was like, yeah, I'm scared. What if my dad doesn't want to come back? And he was like, your dad wants to come back. Just focus. And uh, <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. And they, they focus and they find him on, oh, no, Camatrat? Camatras? Wait. <laughs> I forgot oh, what it is. I could not tell you. <laughs> the evil like, planet I I where the myself it up. resides. Camazots. Camazots. I, I messed myself up with Camelot. Is it Camazon? <laughs> Camazots. Zots? Zots. Z's, because these are evil. Mm, they are. They're edgy and they're uh, evil. Um, they're edgy. <laughs> oh, Camazots, it is. Camazots. Yeah, so the... the <laughs> Let's say it one more time. Camazots. Camazots. <laughs> it is fun to say. So there is that. Um, but so so everyone's like, ah, oh, well, he's gone. Uh, let's go back to Earth and regroup. We'll figure out a plan later. Uh, and they start tessering to Earth and Meg. By, <laughs> and Meg by is like, will. no. He's like, nope. And then they go... <laughs> Right back to, uh, well, Camazot. they managed to go to Camazot. <laughs> They're like a wonderful field, a nice wheat field. And yeah. Then- okay. <laughs> when they landed in the wheat field, did you, I immediately thought, because uh, the three misses said we can't go there. And I thought yeah. they literally could not go there. So when they showed up there, I thought, oh, no, that's not them. You can't trust them. Oh, yeah, and me then- too. Yeah, and then when Minnie Kaling just spoke in a not quote, I was like, that's your clue. This is suspicious. But ends up that it wasn't suspicious. They just traveled there and have to leave urgently. Yeah, they kind of just looked like, I was like, oh, I guess they're just like hologram, like projections. Like they're not actually there. They're just kind of like pushing their image or something because they kind of start fading. But I have no idea what exactly happened. They did give them yeah. shit. So, uh. Um, yeah, they gave them stuff as in a mini Kaling gave an actual helpful item, and then the <laughs> other two just said things that yeah. honestly they could have figured out themselves. Yeah, Mindy <laughs> like, Kaling is like, here's some glasses, you can see shit through them. Reese Witherspoon is like, I give you your faults. <laughs> yeah, she's welcome. just like, I hate you, good luck. <laughs> and Oprah's just like, I command you to stay together, and that's what I give you. And it's like, oh, great. Thanks, everybody. Like, great. Two of you are terrible at giving gifts. Those <laughs> are not gifts. You can't just, like, on someone's birthday, you say, like, I like your hair, and you're like, you're welcome. <laughs> that was your <laughs> present. <laughs> it's not a present. But um, despite that, yeah, <laughs> they so bas- head into <laughs> the dangerous world. Well, basically, it's funny, because uh, as soon as the missus disappear, a forest just appears mm. fuck out of nowhere yeah and then the planet is constantly changing destroyed. yeah and charles wallace huh. is gone which i guess was good because that would have been difficult to be like we have to run with this tiny <laughs> child <laughs> um, someone has to carry him it's not surprising that this part not in the books <laughs> yeah so that happens and then it turns into a beach next oh no 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 there's something else. Oh, the, the houses. Well, no. First, we have to go through the, the hurricane thing where she has to science her way out of it. Right. Uh, which is so like. they're like, get to the wall. Get over the wall. And they're running from this hurricane tornado thing. And Meg figures out through physics that they have to get into the hurricane to get launched over the wall. I love when people are just like, it's like if. If uh, I just pointed at my cat and I said biology, <laughs> like okay, <laughs> like this is not 
I don't know. I feel like actual scientists would be like, this is, I mean, yes, technically, <laughs> but this is, physics is a lot more than just like to jump over a thing, <laughs> G- get into thing and then you will jump over thing. Um, yeah. But I only know that child I physics. remember this part because I just wrote yeet because that was just the, uh, just a nice toss of that tree trunk. Perfect, they hit in. perfect good toss. Yep. And then Charles Wallace is just like, hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I was like, here glad the whole you time. got like a nice, they have like a nice wash, a little, a little bit of a moment where he says he likes her hair again. Um, he, he's very repetitive. God damn it, Calvin. Come up with new material. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's all like, think about. We found houses. Charles Wallace and got houses. We're going to go figure out what's up. And, and that's the part I remember from the book because I thought it was yeah, so scary as a kid. I only re- this is the only thing I remember from the 2003 movie. Like it's just oh. why I was like, it exists. There's another movie of this book. I remember it because I remember it's this a really spooky scene. Yeah, um, and it is where all the kids are. Yeah, I want to say spookier in the book because of a thing that happens. I liked the way. Because uh, basically in the book, they kind of just like the kids are bouncing and then they go inside uh, yeah. after a certain point in the movie. They have the like weird 50s Moms. mothers. Yeah. Come out and be like, dinner's ready. Come inside. And then they all go. But in the book, and I was just rereading this, um, and this is the point where things really diverge in terms of the way and things which things happen, which some of the stuff it's like similar, but it's in different places, different people. Mm-hmm. Um is one of the boys drops his ball and his mom right. runs out and is like, shit, and like grabs the kid and like runs back inside. And um, they knock on the door and they're like, hey, your kid dropped the ball. You want it? And she was like, how dare you? My- no children drops balls here. We're all very good at uh, playing. Get out. Keeping our marbles together. <laughs> yeah. Everything how dare you fun. insinuate such things about my child? Get out of my lawn. And... Um, but in this, in the movie, nothing happens. Yeah. Well, the mom tries to get them to go inside, and, and then they Calvin don't. Calvin <laughs> is immediately like, yeah. Meg has Calvin's to like, like no. I'm starving. <laughs> I do have a, the quote he says where he, um, after Meg is like, no, 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 we're good. Bye. Like, and the mom many goes, cakes. No, it's cakes of all sorts. <laughs> like, yeah, that oh, was same. really funny. <laughs> same, Calvin. Um, um, and then we get to the beach. Yes. Yeah, then it's the beach because the neighborhood um, basically like reboots into a beach yeah it's sort of just like the it is trying to capture charles wallace it feels like for the whole time or maybe the other kids too but i don't know yeah charles wallace is like the chosen one quote unquote he's got psychic powers yeah which aren't really legit as explicitly stated in the movie but no i didn't remember that at all watching in the book he like he knows what meg's gonna do what his mom's gonna like he knows things he can read people's minds and shit yeah in the movie he just appears to be extremely smart and like intuitive and almost like he's seeing into the future or something yeah um but he doesn't see this coming (laughs) (laughs) i remember um in the books one of the like the way that they it tried to capture you or something was it was always sort of like it had this heartbeat rhythm and if you fell into the rhythm it like took yeah. over or something. So I guess in the movie they sort of portray that in the beach scene where the guy starts counting and uh, Charles Wallace starts counting with him. I well, no, think. that's an actual thing that happens. I mean, the beat thing is there too, but okay. So this scene in the book, wait, I marked it. Um, 
they they have to this is the part where I also briefly remember this from the previous movie. It kind of turns into like an Orwellian thing because it turns into like bureaucracy is weird and fun. Uh, because the whole thing about this world is like you don't have any joy, you don't have any hope. You have to do things exactly at the time you're supposed to do them. So they wind up going to a central center central. They briefly mention it in the movie, but then they don't go there, so it was very confusing. I don't I even like, know what that is. Oh, it's like their big uh like uh building. Like it's uh central for the misses or the no, it? no 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 for the it it's um so oh, okay. after they have the whole thing with the ball they go to this building uh looking for their dad and they get pushed through to a couple of different rooms and in one of the rooms they run into the man with the red eyes who right. starts doing tests and they eventually they realize relatively quick well Meg does that um the the test is directed at Charles Wallace because he's the one the guy mm. wants. Charles Wallace, it's actually funny because in the book, he lasts a lot longer. Like he resists <laughs> him a really long time. And he uh, does the thing where he starts doing the multiplication tables. And Charles Wallace oh, but it's is so... yelling. He's yelling nursery rhymes back at him. And mm -hmm. then it like it doesn't work. And at the end of it, the guy's like, you passed the test. And Charles Wallace is like, I wouldn't fall for a trick that easy. And I was like, oh, well, movie you does. <laughs> movie you falls <laughs> immediately um but then there's a second uh the second test involves the sand food so i was like i get like mm -hmm. all these pieces are here but they're in a weird order and they don't mean the right. same thing um so then there's the sand food and then they get pushed to meeting it which is pretty quick really or, or mm -hmm. no do they capture their dad first oh god uh, i don't know but in the like movie they capture their this. dad first uh, the dad leaves or something with the uh, Calvin, which, by the way, what the heck, Dad? Just gonna leave your little tiniest child with the it? <laughs> like, yeah, he was so willing um, to depart. So I think it's it is while he's uh, fighting with the guy with the red eyes, Charles Wallace gets uh, possessed, and then they they find the dad who's in a column, like a transparent column. Oh, Instead at least like he got a, a room a in the movie. Room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I feel like that was like, they were like, it's going to look real cool, so we cannot do a column. Like, we got to have a, a nice lit hallway with some cool yeah. circles at the end. It's going it to be a gradient color. It's going to be great. so cool looking that I thought they were in different rooms because they hmm. would switch back and forth and her room looked pink and his looked orange and I was like oh there's glass in between them or something but then there wasn't so I was, was like sort of yeah it was a little visually confusing for like a second but it was very beautiful looking so I oh, yeah. appreciated it. That was it. a really cool looking room I was like yeah that would be an okay place to spend like four years. Yeah and it probably didn't feel like four years to him. Hopefully. Yeah because he like when she says four years he's like no. Oh, no way. Shit. But he doesn't suggest how long he thought it was which I kind yeah. of wanted him to do because I wanted some context for how long he like, had been like it's been a in day. there. I mean he has a like relatively same length hair and beard so I'm like. Yeah it looks it like it's been. Two hours? Yeah not long at all which would make more sense because I feel like if he was in there for a long time he would be a lot crazier than he was. Oh yeah. And also, but, like, way more like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, everybody. Yeah. I'm yeah, the yeah, worst. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they have, but like, anyway. a, whole, <laughs> a whole fight with 
because Charles Wallace is a terrifying demon child at this point. Possessed by the it. Was a lot of fun in the movie. Yeah, that kid super is so scary. cute in the first part. And then it's just he like, is. he's an evil little child. And that actor was really good because yeah. most of the time with children actors, it's like kind of weird, but he was I was committing. convinced. Yeah. yeah. He just kind of yelled things people. and looked mad. <laughs> and he, everything he said was so brutal that it just like, it uh, it carried pretty well to make it. Oh him yeah, some of that is looking. in the, the thing. But some of it is stuff the it says later. Um Mm. But it's the it's speaking through him, so I'm going to count that as okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, in the book, I'm like, I, I kind of forgot the order in which things happen, so I'm looking through. Mm-hmm. But it looks like in the book, right after this happens, it's Charles Wallace, Calvin, the dad, and Meg get taken in front of it. And it is described as a brain, but a like a brain in a jar, I assume, huh. from context. A little brain. Clues. Yeah, no, well, no, like a big brain, but big, like big jar. <laughs> in the movie, it's like when she finally runs into the it, it's like synapses. It's, so you know what it's exactly like? Brain. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh shit! <laughs> it's like straight up in the brain kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Charles Wallace is just sort of fighting Meg, but the power of her love releases him is that what happened in the book too uh so basically there's this whole thing in the um the movie when charles wallace is taking them to the it the dad Mm -hmm. has like a freak out and he tries to tesser them out and meg is like nope and she immediately (laughs) through her strength of will she stays and they go which does happen in the movie in a way no, that's how it happens. In the, that's what I'm saying. And that happens in the movie. Oh, oh! Did that not happen in the book? No, in the book, he they all go like they all teleport out. There's like a whole bit where they wind up on another planet. This is where Calvin comes in handy because he talks to the aliens there and like convinces them not to kill them. Um, <laughs> but in the movie, Calvin does nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, 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 we're cool, we're cool, we're fighting the it. Please don't kill us. Um, they they run into some things. They have some adventures, like brief, well, relatively briefly, but there's still a whole chunk that is not even leaned upon. And mm. then uh, Meg does eventually get make her way uh, back to Charles Wallace to make her plea, which is what happened. Like it kind of just skips to that in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, where she's having a final confrontation. With evil old baby Charles Wallace in this giant brain thing, which is like it's all black with like pulses of light through it and weird grabby red hand things, which were <laughs> freaking me out because they were just like wiggling around and like trying to whack her off the tree. It looked like a tree, but it was it definitely was designed to look like synapses in right. the brain. Uh. I guess the, the big thing that happens here is well, there, there's the love, the whole love thing. But um, mm-hmm. they try to make a deal with her where they're like, "You can look like this," and then they have yeah her in like a straight-haired wig, wearing like a short skirt, tight top. They're like, "You'll be one of the popular girls. Take off your glasses <laughs> and let down your hair." Um, and then she like blasts that version of her off. The thing into the void. Quite violently. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was pretty... I'm like, oh, that's... Yep, that's okay. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> it was like, that it was not even, like, a little bit, like, subtle mind gamey. 
They just blasted her off. All right. Um, but yeah, then they kind of just, she winds up yelling, I love you, like a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, which always is, works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it eventually does, but she has to get like whacked in the head a little bit first uh, yeah. for Charles Walls to kick out of it. And I think it was at that point that like it dawned on me that part of the reason I feel like a lot of people, and I haven't read any of the reviews even now because mm-hmm. I was trying to finish the book. Um, but it feels like one of the reasons this has kind of divided audiences is because it's so sincere in what it's trying to do. Like the part where she's she's yelling like, I love you so I love you. I lo-, like that's what saves it. And I feel like if you go into it being like, oh, this is a dumb movie, you're not going to that's not going to convince you. That's going to sound really dumb. <laughs> but if you because I was like, I'm here dumb. for the ride and I had a blast. But like. I also think, uh, I think I did read some reviews on it and people seemed to think it was sort of disorganized, but mm. I think that was the main criticism I saw. Um, but most people <laughs> were just like, yeah, it's sort of like, it hits you in the heart, but it's also like, what's going on? <laughs> Which yeah, is sort of... Knowing yeah. where it was sort of going, it's not that confusing. I will say yeah. they could have done better for the opening montage because that does set the tone i feel like once it hits like and now things are just gonna go straight from here yeah it, it makes a lot more sense but in the i agree 10-15 minutes they really jump a lot of places i think because they wanted to include a lot of the backstory but they wanted yeah to and they're it, trying so, to like, like connect go. the, the yeah. husband wife story and stuff like that it was sort of like they were trying to do so much at the beginning yeah um, but then once they just sort of got into the journey part of the story it was pretty solid I yeah, and like. it's it does um it, it does feel like they like Ava DuVernay had a lot of things she wanted to address, like she wanted to do an adaptation of this book, she wanted to do like a sci-fi thing for kids, she wanted to make mm-hmm. it be like a, a kind of rooted cuz there were a lot of things where I kept being like that is specifically for black girls to see. Mm-hmm. And like I can't like I don't relate to it, but I can appreciate it. It's going to yeah. mean something to somebody. I mean, not me, but you know, it's going to mean something to somebody. So there was a lot of stuff like that where it was kind of like there were just bits where you're just like that's for that, that's for that, that's for that. Yeah, um, exactly. And it like it's always super feel good and positive, which was yeah. the really book is nice. to be fair. The book is too okay. It's I mean it's very like the the whole thing of like love is the thing that saves the world is like yeah, all right you got to be like going into it with being okay with that being our big our big thing at the end because if you're like that's dumb, you are not gonna like this uh, movie or book. I feel like that's also every I well maybe this is a little generous but I feel like every movie is for kids is just like. Love. love each other yeah, yeah. don't be a jerk <laughs> and this is no exception yeah, yeah I think this movie um and maybe also this book it sort of falls into a genre of kids sort of material that's just like positive and love focused and like you've kids go on adventures that fight evil and like through the power of love they succeed like there's a lot of stuff like that yeah and I don't think this movie is trying to like be super different from those things I think it's just trying to make that story but for a different group of kids which is like definitely succeeds at oh yeah so viewing it from that lens I'm like great movie (laughs) viewing it from the lens of like an adult watching a kid's movie I was like pretty good movie (laughs) 
it's like a little crazy, but I, I feel like it succeeds in its mission. And in that way, it's like a success. Yeah. And there were, um, I will say that my audience was like mostly adults and there were yeah, definitely <laughs> people crying at the end. Oh my and God. <laughs> who wasn't? <laughs> I mean, I sort of lost it when um, the first time she finds her dad and uh, I don't yeah. know, it was like the way she says dad. I was like, I'm gone. I'm done. Here it's we so go. sad because, you know, the whole movie, she just desperately like wants him to come back. And so like when it happens, you're just like, oh, she's finally got <laughs> like everyone's acting wanted. so good. And I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then yeah, the last part, uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, who plays the mom, like everyone's everyone's hitting it out of the park. I'm like, yeah. oh, acting wise, great choices are being made. That was very so good, good as well. Uh, it yeah. does. I will say, it's funny, because, like, all the whole last chunk goes in the book is, like, three pages. Like, the the whole part where she's like, Charles Wallace, I love you. We're home. Dad's here. We're done. The movie's over. The book's over. <laughs> movie's over. Pick up uh, the next they, She waves at her neighbor girl. Yeah, there's a lot that happens in the movie after that. Uh, the most important being the scene you referenced earlier, which is when she tessers uh, back home and she finally has accepted herself for who she is so she can witness it's what it looks like. And it's beautiful. So I was like, oh, so much money and special effects difference went into this specific scene. And it looks so cool. So well, money well spent. Money and time. Yeah. Uh, it it was, good, it was pretty, pretty nice. Uh, Should we get into our improvements or do you have more concluding remarks? Uh... I'm trying to think of what the very last thing it was, and I think it was, like, everyone's just back at her house. Calvin's like, I'm going to go yell at my dad. And then... <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea, Calvin, but... <laughs> like, uh, I mean, props, but, but you know, hopefully your dad <laughs> He kind of seems like so much of a jerk that that'll just make him more of a jerk, but yeah, good I was luck. like, hopefully he's not the type who will, like, start hitting you. Like, it's not. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, yeah, it's pretty but, bold. <laughs> yeah. It's a prequel, and like apparently, according to my family tree in my book, they live on to have seven children together, Calvin and Meg. So you know, every what? child's yes. dream <laughs> <laughs> in the '60s, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, let's let's go to our improvements. Do you want to start? Sure. So one of my improvements uh, was I thought it would be cool uh, to sort of imagine if the movie had a more strict tone. Mm. Like if it was just like, we're going to be whimsical 100% of the time, 100%. Like we're never going to stop being whimsical. Or alternatively, we're going to be spooky the whole time. Mm. Um, because the shift was sort of weird for me. It like helped make it more impactful because it was so like intense, like in terms of Charles Wallace, like changing personalities. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it would have been a little more cohesive if there was, like, a, a stronger... I don't know, if there was just, like, someone on set or in the edit that was always, like, tone! And then yeah. everyone was like, oh, yeah, let's hunker down and keep the tone consistent. Yeah, in the first part, I will say, like, a lot of the, the jokes that are made are also, they do feel like they're like, we updated this joke to be relevant to the kids. Hey, kids. <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of does take you out because the story is so timeless and they manage mm -hmm. to transfer it because a lot of the things are kind of dated in the book and they manage to transfer it pretty well into yeah. now. But Modern there are some day. things where it's like, you're dating it to now. 
Like, make it, <laughs> keep it universal. Stop it. Stop mm-hmm. it, everybody. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, I, I had one. Oh, is that what your improvement or was that just oh, you commenting on mine? No, that was a comment. Oh, <laughs> uh, I okay. have a very stupid one that's just more good, outfits because clearly <gasps> we can yes. really go nuts with those outfits. So just more. Everyone gets new outfits. I would love that. The outfits were so good. The and like, even though clearly having a blast. Yeah. And even though the makeup and stuff was just like, we put glitter on her eyebrows. Like, it looked so cool. <laughs> I was oh, yeah, like, I'm having like rhinestones just like yeah. all over her eyebrows, and I was like, "That's a look. That's a look." It looked like really simple to do, and yet so magical. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's like, gonna be great. some really cool Halloween costumes. I foresee. Oh my this. god, that would be so cool. Also with Black Panther, that Ooh. would be so cool. <laughs> the Halloween is is gonna be lit this year. Um, <laughs> my next thing my next improvement was just lean into uh the two sides of the meg spectrum which are reese witherspoon being super rude to her <laughs> she's just be like outright horrible and then calvin gets even more worshipy <laughs> just create the weirdest mood of all time um by making them I, they were pretty extreme i felt like already yeah um but double down on it Double down on what has been doubled down upon. That would be hilarious. My this is my last one. It is mm-hmm. absolutely more pop ballads. Can we get this wall to wall? Hell yeah! Just, <laughs> Just a, a musical. <laughs> yeah, a they musical can start movie. singing at some points. Just nonstop. We got the pop ballads. I have to say, even the villains. It's like. When the pop ballad comes in, I'm like, it's a little corny, but then I'm like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love when, it. I forget so. which part the Sia one was for, but it was like, believe in yourself, you're magical. And I was like, yeah, she's magical. She's <laughs> <is> magical. <laughs> you're like, you're right, Sia. You're right. Yeah, this is so generic, but it speaks to me. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Uh, my last one is just like a little more of the it before the end. Oh yeah, yeah. It, did it feels feel like, like it wrapped was... up so quickly. <laughs> it was like, yeah. and we're done. We spent a lot of time in the beginning, um, and not enough time on the like magical adventure part. I felt like so. Yeah. I was like, give me more of the it. It's a lot of spooky. Build, not not enough actual mm-hmm. horror. Yeah, although I would say like it's almost. Well balanced, it's just like needed a little more. Yeah, like five minutes. More of the, just take five yeah. minutes from the beginning, put it just at a the little. End, like one more scene. Yeah. Um, and that was that was all I had. Yeah. Uh so, so should we talk about know. next week? Oh, oh, well, yeah. I was gonna say like <sighs> a, a dip in quality, but I actually haven't watched it, so they might be relatively might be amazing. <laughs> oh, well, but. that's optimistic. But <laughs> I don't think we're it will be, gonna but be we're watching. Netflix mm-hmm. is bright, which yes. oh man, is gonna be <laughs> really uh. something. It's the Will Smith fantasy thriller that's basically a movie with an orc. Yeah, so uh people really hate it. Um <laughs> other people really like it. Like so it, yeah. God so knows. gonna go in with uh no judgments and see what comes of it. Um, but that's what we'll be watching next week. So be sure to check that out if you want to follow along. Yeah. Um, and I suppose on that note, oh, what is our sign off? Believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah. Never doubt yourself. Never. Not even when you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just you even just... when you've been proven wrong, continue to believe in yourself. Full confidence. Just steamroll everybody who says you're wrong.
Great advice. Um, all Positively presidential advice. But <laughs> anyway, on that exciting note, we will be back next week watching Bright. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. No improvement.